consciousness that pre-exists the metal nature and, and within the same geographical locale. So since these languages pre-exist the metal nature within the confines of the same, let's say, dialect continuum, and you have asymmetrical intelligibility, and then you have mutual intelligibility. This means that you can see some kind of congruent behavior with the rules that correspond with the language, and then some things are a little bit obscure. But within the dialect continuum, all those languages springboard from a base. Well, the Meruneche is in the first language, and it's, it was part of the springboard of the languages that pre-existed that's way more ancient. And so when we study the dialect continuum and compare and contrast the languages that make up the dialect continuum, we'll see what has symmetrical intelligibility and asymmetrical intelligibility, or we'll see what has mutual intelligibility and asymmetrical intelligibility, okay? And this is just the way that people are able to understand the propagation of language as it becomes widespread. And in doing so, we'll be conducting an ethnological, linguistic, comparative study. People like, you know, where does it come from? Well, if you look at the sorghum, the sorghum grain, and you combine sorghum with something called teosinte, T-E-O-S-I-N-T-E, T-E-O-S-I-N-T-E, teosinte and sorghum yield what we know today as uh, maize or corn. That That's the combination, because what they wanted to do is to increase the, the, the seed size of these teosinte. You know, the sorghum has that the, the same type of leaf structure as the corn, and it stands straight up and kind of has that, that cob, you know, that, that structure, but the teozente has the kernel. So when you combine those two together, you ended up yielding the corn. But see, in, in the, the mixing and the hybridizing of these particular um, ancient grains, you gotta snip something here, you gotta cut something there, you gotta figure out what you're gonna use glue to stick all the stuff together. And the the particular mechanisms that are used in order to create these man made um hybrids do damage, you see what I'm saying, on original systems. How is the damage done? Well, because we have a genome, what it does is it turns on certain genomes and turns off certain genomes because when it goes in the body, it's like a certain protocol gets ignited, you know? So it's like, okay. Through their educational system, how to access it. And so therefore, uh, people are not going to teach you how to fairly compete with their power, nor intercept it. So the reason why people are frustrated in route 
to acquiring these funds or searching for these funds is because they've been bamboozled, they've been hoodwinked, they've been lied to about how to go about thriving in society because they're only being taught to become employees, not employers. And we're relying on school to do this. And then next thing you know, we owe $50,000, $100,000 student loans. Why? Because the system perpetuates this fraud-ass energy that if we go to school from pre-K to 12th grade, 14 years of school, they're going to prepare us to be an adult. But from pre-K to 12th grade, 14 years of going to school, you don't learn about food, clothing, or shelter. You barely learned how to cook anything. Maybe a pizza at home, at, and that's just trash because the milk that they're using and the eggs that they're using and the flour that they're using, they're not even using spelt, kamut, amaranth, they're using that shit. They got gluten in it, so that's trash. The tomatoes is acidic. They don't tell you to use grape tomatoes or plum tomatoes as opposed to those acidic tomatoes. The milk is trash. They don't tell you that milk is allowed to have 750,000 somatic cells, a euphemism for pus, and it's allowed to have 24,000 live bacteria before the Food and Drug Administration takes it off the shelf, and that it's allowed to be pasteurized, a process in which they use radiation to prolong the shelf life of the food. They don't tell you that. So food is out the question. You want me to shock you right now, Canada? Uh-oh, what happened? You know how you, you guys have all this controversy about the Passover and all that stuff? Right. How about none of them should be celebrating Passover? Why because you say Passover that? Celebrated for the, because Passover being celebrated for the ex and attached to the Exodus is something after the Babylonian exile. They never used Israel, ancient Israel never used to do that. It's a Canaanite, it's a Canaanite festival that they turned into. And you know how Garfield knows? See, this is why they don't want Garfield, bro. Look, look at this, look at this. When you go to the Elephantine Papyrus, ladies and gentlemen, the people in Elephantine are reaching out to Jerusalem and to the northern Israel to ask, how do we celebrate the Passover? When they were celebrating the Passover, it had nothing to do with the Exodus. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a joke. All the holidays they celebrate come after the Babylonian exile. They wow. shouldn't be celebrating no holiday. Mm -hmm. Listen, man, I'm going to put them in front of me, Sardana. Put them in front of me. That's why they go from you, Garfield. Tell me, man. So all let me. These guys are following. Hold on. All these guys are following Babylonian Canaanite tradition. Don't mm. fall for the Okino. Yes, they get some stuff from Egypt because when you look at Exodus, the book is full of Egyptian words. Filipinos would call themselves flips. I never heard that. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of Filipinos out here, so. I'm not surprised, but you know, in in the Bay Area in California, there's there's tons of them. Flips, flip, okay. You know, Filipino flip. Ah, and, got you it. See what okay. I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah, of a play yeah, off yeah, the, yeah. The, the the first few letters. Okay, right, 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 right. You know, but yeah, that's my flip right there. You know, we're all flips. You know, I, I heard that growing up, 
but you never really heard other cultures calling each other flips and stuff like that. Whereas you see Asians calling each other the N word. Mm-hmm. Certain whites, you know, like your man Chet Hayes here, <laughs> because it spills out into other cultures. Because going back to our original conversation, why is that? Because black people are the producers and the seed planters of all cultures on the planet Earth. So all cultures are accustomed to taking from the black man's vernacular, his science, his, 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 you know, his everything, basically, his way of life and adapting it to themselves. But we don't necessarily, these cultures are not, these other cultures are not necessarily civilization producing cultures, which is why you wouldn't necessarily. find ourselves supporting right-wing governments all around the world. I think it is a characteristic of much of the underdeveloped world that there is no responsible, competent center or even left of center. All too often there, there is either an an oligarchic regime, tribal in some areas, or more feudal as in parts of Latin America and others, uh, and confronting it, an opposition that is hopelessly far to the left, explicitly communist allied. I take it that a part of our national political objective is to elicit, to bring into being, to encourage the creation in much of this part of the world of a responsible center, or even left of center. Well, and perhaps we're succeeding, uh, for instance, in, in some parts of, of, uh, of Latin America. But I think in this sense, viewed as a, a problem that confronts the nation, it has to be admitted that in many places we find ourselves supporting the right, uh, not because we're... Listen, you're not going to be the only one, and I need to be honest with you about how many others there will be. So for Dr. Umar, I'm going to have two. That's it. You understand? Another man might want three. Another man might want, might want four. And he might not want those other women consistently during the marriage. Some men are serial polygamists. You know what that means? That means that co-wife is never the same person from year to year. In other words, the first year of our marriage, she's the co-wife. The second year of our marriage, she's the co-wife. You have men who have a high need for variety. They know this about themselves. 
But because they want you to be the primary woman, they don't tell you the truth. I think that's what happened with Brother Derrick Jackson. His wife is a very traditional, laid back. She's not a, a, a hot girl. You understand? I wouldn't say she's a beta. I would say she's, she's a traditional black woman. Raised well, homegrown, into the church, love her man, love her family, love her children. She's a, and she's beautiful. She was the perfect catch for Derrick Jackson. But because she was so perfect as a woman to hold him down and help him lay his foundation, he misled her about, he misled her about his true intentions. You see, when you look at her, I can see why he chose her because she's everything you need minus the drama but I always use okay mm. so, so, whatever I will pick a, a subject and I was trying to relate it to a lesson right but but, but that's how how uh, uh, was that not how uh, they should Islam it's not was? everybody that used to do that because it's not everybody that used to deal with the lessons so mm -hmm. not everybody in that for, was, what about the whole FOI? Did the FOI all deal with the, the lessons? It, how can I say that? Because I became a captain, okay, okay. in Albany. Mm -hmm. We were in Albany. There's five percenters. Mm -hmm. So I was telling myself and I was telling the brothers, say, yo, we have five percent all over the city, so we have to know our lessons. But the thing is, because it was so peaceful and it was not challenging, there was not necessarily a consistency to learn mm. the lessons, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's why it is not everybody that was into it, you know? Even FOI, just amongst the FOI, it wasn't it. Oh, the it's only it was only a few brothers that was like okay we need to study our lessons you know it was like me but was it the lesson when you say the lesson was because so far you just named the actual facts and oh i'm talking so. about like the rest of the lessons like uh the 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 one to 14 okay. the 136 okay. the one to 40. And it was only a few that were into it it was only a few of us that was into it but even those that was into it there was no consistency. Mm. It was an off and on thing. Because we were more about having people. We wanted to prove something. That's, that's three generations of white children. Right? Now, how would you distinguish... No, 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 no. That's good that they stay because they all think the shit you saying is crazy. So, okay, all right. So, so hold on. So, if you have a baby with a white man, are you saying that you have a white child? Your child is white if you make a baby with a white man's sister? Put put that right on her. Put that right on her. Put that on her. Put that right on her. Let me get this real quick. Hold on, hold on. Just like the brother said, you are the seed of your father. The woman does none of a sperm. A sperm is a seed. She carries an egg. You are the seed of your father. So, that's not a yes or no. 
answer yes. Yes, yes I answered it yeah. quite clear. You have a child with a white man. It's a white child. It is a Caucasian child. Okay. Now, hold on, hold on. Okay. Now, we are, we are, but I want to show you the sick shit. We got a black woman. Hold on, hold on, brother, brother, brother. Brother, hold on. Hold on, brother. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. We done with you. Okay, no sweat. We done with you, brother. I hear you, brother, but that don't work. When I teach, I'm look, I make eye contact. Yeah. My brother, I hear you. You're in a position where you can actually look at the people you're talking to. I'm not really I hear you. I don't mind you looking at me. So we know Egypt got influence. So, so do me a favor, though, Garfield. Do me a favor, man. I know you might not want to do it. I know you don't want to do it. Hold on, man. Hold on. I need you to do me a favor, man. For once and for all, the only Hebrew right now that may have a little courage into getting in the ring with you is JJ7000. Beat him up for me, Garfield. Scholastically, what's up? What's the, what's the topic? Um, about it could be about what you're talking about now about the Passover. We can come up with certain things, but you, I need you to beat this dude up, man. Beat him up, bro. Because when you take him on, you taking <laughs> on damn near his whole team, all of them dudes. <laughs> Matter of fact, I could I could try to get you. Three of them against one. That'll be fire. Hey, get them on. Listen, listen, again, if you don't have any history background of Old Testament, ancient Near East studies, don't step in the ring with me because you're going to get beat up. I know where every single tradition that they follow today come from. Purim. Mm. Even Purim comes from, come from, um, something called the Favartory from the Persian culture. Um, Hanukkah. If, if, if you're a pre-exilic Israelite, you should even be celebrating Hanukkah. If you come, if you're celebrating Passover, you gotta ask yourself, where is the tradition in history of Passover being celebrated for the... Front Royal from the time that we started the programs out there. This particular group has been studying democratic trade unionism. It is our hope that they will go back to their respective countries and put into practice some of the things that they have learned while they were here at Front Royal. Concluding our, our luncheon today and wishing you not only in my name but in the name of of President George Meany of the AFL-CIO. no solamente el nombre mío, sino el nombre del Presidente George Meany la AFL-CIO. I'd like to leave you a thought in Spanish. Quisiera dejarles con un pensamiento en español. That comes from one of the great political and one of the great literary geniuses of this century and of the past century in Latin America. The grandes figuras políticas y literarias de este siglo. The, true, siglo the true liberator of his country. El auténtico libertador de su país. From heaven who is embarrassed by the shame that now 
now exists in Cuba because of the dictatorship of Fidel Castro. That great Cuban Jose Marti one time said, El mundo se divide en dos ramos. The world is divided into two camps. Los que aman y construyen. Those who love and build. Los que odian y destruyen. And those who hate and destroy. naturally. Mullion cleanses the lungs. It removes mucus from the small intestines and activates lymph circulation in the chest and neck. A common question that I get asked is how long do you detox or cleanse? The duration of a detox depends on the individual's tolerance and level of toxicity. Typically, it's recommended that you detox for 7 to 14 days. However, 1 to 3 months is best. Dr. Sabi fasted for 90 days when he was healed from diabetes. This is an extremely long time for most people, so Dr. Sabi recommends a minimum of 12 days. If you have health issues that make it difficult to fast on water or juice, I recommend fasting on fruit and or raw veggies from Dr. Sabi's nutrition guide. You will still get results, but it may take a little longer. Just be patient. The healing process will still happen. Another question that I get is how much of the cleansing herbs do I take? If you are taking herbs from a pre-purchased cleansing package, please follow the recommended dosage. If you are using your own individual cleansing herbs and they do not come with recommended dosages, I recommend that you research the recommended dosage for each herb, especially if you're going to be using them in capsule And I've checked out as well the situation here in the United States, people who are about to be re released under uh, administrative discharges and the whole range of less than honorable discharges that the system has uh, put upon these people. And I think that not only do we have to take uh, Sister Hamer's point about the war going on in Southeast Asia, there's a war going on right here in the United States in terms of the conditions that these people are going to have to face when they come out and the kind of, of lives that they're going to be forced to live. And I think that has implications not only for the black community but for the entire American community. I mean, I'd just like to say that, 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 that war was going on when we got there. They were shooting when we got there, and now that we've left, they're still shooting. And I wish we'd left that part out that, that comes in between. I wish we'd never joined the shooting, and let's let them keep on shooting like they're doing now. It's we're, capitalism that sent us here. Okay, thank you. Okay, well, I can't. <laughs> Next question, please. Well, Mrs. I didn't do it, though. <laughs> Mrs. Hamill's point is that they have not really left. May we have the next question, please? My name is Ronald Woodson. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Question is, I want to know, would it be feasible and would it be much more beneficial to black people?
people, if we have, if we say we have a home to call our own, like Africa, like we can relate to our brothers in Africa as do the Jews do to Israel, would this give us more of a nation time feeling than the direction we stuff glorified in the music but it's far more crips crips in los angeles county it's definitely more crip sets in los angeles county and in in his section they got direct blood enemies but with him because of where he was at he had the vngs and the six deuces Right, Inglewood's yeah. kind of behind y'all. That, now, that might be the one. around us. Yeah, right. We had more problems with Tim than we did. Then he with, the, with anybody because those dudes from VNG and Six Deuce, a lot of them probably went to crazy well, school to together. together. Yeah, they y'all went to school together. Yeah, so they kind of like, we from yeah. where we from, but we know each other. Yeah. Inglewood, Six Factor was a total different situation. Inglewood, CMGs. Yeah, um, all yeah. So we see it like this, like it's the, our hood is this map. So if you're going down Slauson, you got VNG, Six Deuce Brims, you got Inglewood Family, A-Trays and Hoovers. And then the only thing that really kind of goes west is nothing, down Slauson. But if you kind of go, is You got to go down Crenshaw to get to the 20s. Right. Yeah. Way is far down. So, so for the people that ain't from out here, let's even break it down. Like, you watching Boys in the Hood. Because <laughs> that's a lot that's of most people. Okay, mm-hmm. so that was. That's us in the VNGs. So the, the 60s in the VNGs. Yeah. So, and, and that idea of, um, because even you, you touched on something pretty powerful. Because I, I have had this happen. Well, okay, but, but this was an attempt to change the subject because she was it was in it was in contradiction and opposition to her stated belief system. Feminism. See, Christianity is about the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the truth. Man, there's nothing about this as Christian. This is just bull crap. And guys, raise your hands in the chat room if you run across educated, cool sisters who are attractive, who are Christians, who who, who act like this, who are feminists. Any man in the chat room, please, if you run across these black women, Christian feminists in your personal life, your professional life, at church, raise your hands. I'm going to tell you, I stopped going to church. I was going to church four to five days a week, and I haven't been to church in years because I can't take it anymore. Can't take when you got butch uh, 
cops and studs coming in there. Um, what? Whoa, where are we at, man? Just... Pray with them white girls and white boys. That's what you teaching in your Hebrew community. We down with that. But oh, no, 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 no. Tazariok's not going to have a 14-year-old African come into the cookout. But he just sold you this BS about how, no, just because we got people, red pill don't agree with what I agree with. GOCC, those are different Hebrews. They don't agree with what I agree with. So, we see. Let's just bring everybody in. Let's bring the Italian-related people there. Let's bring, I mean, after all, a family's mother, I don't want to disrespect his mother, but if his mother's Italian, right, why not? Because, after all, GOCC, let's full bloom. Italians get home real quick. Hold on, real quick. Nah, nah, but I don't, I don't talk about people's family like that. We ain't gonna do that. But this is the point. We can bring in part Italians and brothers who leading nations of white people under them, cabal. But I'm wrong for identifying that because they eating sandwiches and breaking bread with each other. But the 14-year-old African, he can't get in there. So that's a double standard. It's a contradiction. It's, hypo it's hypocritical. And it's a blatant and bold lie in front of the people who have any intelligence to listen to him say, Red Bill disagrees with things I say. Sarnetta, even you, I allow you in there. And so goodbye with the white people. That doesn't bother us. But the 14-year-old, that's the devil, huh? The 14 year old. So you see, this is the these are the games I don't like. Nuwapians. They say, why you left the Nuwapian community? That's your question? Not why. That's one of the diversities I guess that we have among black people. I hate to say black leaders because I don't think of ourselves as black leaders. I don't think any people need leaders. Uh, we are working in the field and we're doing our job. But there is the diverse opinion. Some folks believe that you can work within the system and you can make the system work for you. For you. Others believe you can't work within the system, you've got to have something else. I happen to be one of those who believes that although we have not progressed as we should have, and the great masses of the people have not at all uh, been able to use their inert talents, uh, the talents they've got and that have, not been, that have been hidden by reason of cultural bias and examinations and all the rest that's happened to us through the years. But although the masses of the people have not tasted the success that is available here in this country, still I believe that it is possible. If I didn't believe it was possible, to work within the system and to retain my own cultural identity in spite of what's happening, uh, I, I would have to give up my job. I'd have to give up my various positions and organizations that I belong to. Uh, I'd have to say, well, down with all organizations connected with this uh, government. But I look upon this government as being one of men who can be changed if there's enough pressure put upon them, and if the numbers that we've got together, that black people have,
and related people have in this country. We put our numbers together. We can't overcome. I'm Stacy Brooks, and this is Jesse Prince, and we're both with the Lisa McPherson Trust in Clearwater, Florida. The Lisa McPherson Trust, or the LMT as we call it, is a Scientology watchdog organization uh, whose purpose is to help people who've been abused by Scientology. Today, Jesse and I are going to demonstrate uh, what Scientology calls the training routines, or TRs. Scientologists are taught that the TRs are designed to help them communicate better with other people. Critics of Scientology feel that the TRs create a hypnotic state in a person or a trance-like state in a person that makes them more easy to manipulate or to control. Today, Jesse and I are going to demonstrate these TRs and you can make your own decision about what they do. The first one we're going to do is called OTTR0, which stands for Operating Thetan Zero. And the training stress of this exercise is two people sit facing each other with their eyes closed without twitching or moving or using a system or a body part to be there comfortably. And this is what OTTR Zero looks like. Ready? Okay. In an actual training routine, this would go on for many hours, sometimes days. People talk about um, sitting here um, with their eyes closed and starting to feel very lightheaded, um, starting to hallucinate, and they have to sit there with their eyes closed, as we just demonstrated, until they no longer feel these kinds of things, um, until they can just sit here comfortably and not hallucinate or, or feel lightheaded or anything like that. And um, as I said, sometimes this takes days for a person to be able to get to that point. Once a person has passed OTTR0, they're ready to move on to the next TR, which is TR0. TR0 is very similar to OTTR0 with the exception that when we sit across from each other this time we have our eyes open and we're just facing each other. I'm going to be the coach here for this TR0 and so what that means is that if Jesse uh, does any kind of unnecessary blinking or if he looks away for even an instant or uh, looks down or does anything other than sitting there facing me comfortably, I'm going to flunk him and then we'll have to restart the drill. So here we go, this is TR0. Start. Okay, flunk, you, you scratched your nose. Okay. Start. Flunk, you looked away. Start. 
flunk, you're squirming in your chair. Start. Okay, flunky sneezed. Start. Flunk, he's you talked. Oh, start. Flunk, you're closing your eyes. Start. that's a pass. Normally this goes on for hours at a time, days at a time, until a person can actually sit there just facing another person, never looking away, blinking very little, never talking, never doing anything. Um, I think TR0 is probably the TR that uh, critics of Scientology uh, find most disturbing. Um, it's in this TR that uh, a person really uh, develops a, a fairly unblinking uh, look at other people that, that people in the streets of Clearwater, for example, have commented on. And the Scientologists that they pass in the street um, basically are using their TRs on the people that they see as they're walking down the street. Now, once a person has um, passed TR0, they're ready to move on to the next training routine, which is TR0 bull baited. On TR0 bull bait, the coach attempts to distract the student or break concentration in any way. And if he does that, then the person, the student is given a flunk and the drill is started again until the person can sit there having fingers pointed very close to his eye, being yelled at, screamed at, uh, jokes, whatever, until he can just sit there and not react to it. Now in this drill, Jesse's going to be the coach and I'll be the student. So Jesse's going to bull bait me until I can sit here comfortably no matter what he does. Ready? Yeah. Start. You have an eye tick. <laughs> Flunk, you flinched. Start. You have an eye tick. <laughs> Flunk, you flinched. Start. You have an eye tick. Okay. Flunk, you weren't as bad as you were before. You're getting better at it. Ready? Start. You have an eye tick. Oh, you really think you're smart now, huh? You really... Okay. Flunk for smiling. Start. 
Oh, you really think you're smart now, huh? You really think you have it together, huh? Why are your eyes jumping around like that? Uh-huh. Oh, fuck, what's Okay. Start. Oh, Lord, my head is hurting so bad. Ah! Pay attention when I'm speaking. Mmm. Mmm. Love for smiling. Start. Mmm. Mmm. Look at you. Looking like some bedpan in the mental institution. Well. Smiling. Start. Mm, you really think you got it together now, don't you? <laughs> be careful. Be careful, I could be dangerous. Is that your mother over there? Is that your mother in the corner? What's your mom doing over there? She needs to be home. Goodness gracious, the dog is eating the cat. See? The dog's eating the cat. Okay, that's the pass. You did real good. Thanks. Well, now I'm to the point where I can be here comfortably uh, no matter what somebody's throwing at me. Now it's time to go on to TR1 which Jesse will explain. TR1 is called Dear Alice. And what we do in TR1 is we read lines from the book Alice in Wonderland to each other. And the purpose is, is to be able to clearly read these lines as if you're saying them yourself and not reading them. What I'm doing is I'm giving Jesse some pages out of the book Alice in Wonderland and he'll pick phrases out of these sheets from the book. Okay, Jesse, you ready to start? Yes. Okay, start. When I'm a duchess, I won't have any pepper in my kitchen at all. Okay, Flunk, you look down and we're reading it instead of giving it to me. Okay. All right, start. All right. When I'm a duchess, I won't have any pepper in my kitchen at all. Flunk, you were fidgeting while you were giving me the command. Start. When I'm a duchess, I won't have any pepper in my kitchen at all. Good. Pepper always makes people... Uh, okay, Flunk, you flood the command. Start. Okay. Maybe it's pepper that always makes people hot-tempered. Good. I only wish people knew that. Good. Somebody said it's done by everyone minding their own business. Okay, Flunk, you were looking down at the page again. Oh, yeah. Okay, start. Okay. Somebody said that it was done by everybody minding their own business. Okay, Flunk, you were looking off to the side. Okay. Okay, start. 
Somebody said it was done by everybody minding their own business. Good. Oh, well, it means much the same thing. Okay, Flunk, you were looking off again. Now keep your TR0 in when you're doing this. Okay. All right, start. Ah, well, it means pretty much the same thing. Good. How fond she is of finding morals in things. Good. I dare say I'm wondering why you don't put your arm around my waist. Okay, Flank, you just were fidgeting while you were giving me the command. Oh, you're right. Start. Okay. I dare say you were wondering why I didn't put my arm around your waist. Good. I'm doubtful about the temperament of your flamingo. Good. Okay, that's a pass. Thank you. Now that Jesse's passed his TR1 drill, we're ready to go on to TR2. I'll read you a little bit about TR2 here. TR2 is known as the Acknowledgements TR, and the purpose is to teach the student that an acknowledgement is a method of controlling a person's communication and that an acknowledgement is a full stop. So we're just going to read again from the Dear Alice book. This time I'll be the coach and I'll read lines from the Dear Alice book and Stacy has to give me an acknowledgement and the acknowledgement has to be a full stop. In other words, it has to terminate that communication and we move on to something else. Alright, you ready? Yes. Okay, start. It's a mineral, I think. Okay. Flunk. I didn't, you didn't acknowledge me and you didn't confront me either when you did it. Okay. Ready? Okay, start. It's a mineral, I think. Okay. Good. Only mustard isn't a bird. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to flunk you for not acknowledging soon enough. There was a lag between the time when I was done talking and you should have acknowledged me, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. Start. I quite agree with you. Thank you. Okay. I think I should understand that better. All right. Flunk, that, that wasn't really yours and it didn't seem appropriate. Okay. okay. We'll try it again. I think I should understand that better. All right. Okay, that's better, but it was a little forced and a little unnatural, okay? Okay. We'll try it again. Okay. I think I should understand that better. All right. Good. Pray don't trouble yourself to say it any longer than that. Good. Okay. He took me for his household. Okay. Good. But I better take him his fan and gloves. Thank you. Okay. That that was kind of like inappropriate. Okay. It didn't quite end it in the calm cycle there. So we'll try that one again, okay? okay. All right. 
But I better take him his fan and his gloves. Okay. Good. How queer it seems. Right. Okay, that's flunk for squirming around. Okay, we'll try that one again. How queer it seems. All right. Okay, that's a flunk for not looking at me when you said it. You still have to keep your earlier TRs in. Okay, I'm getting tired of this. Okay. Well, let's keep on doing it, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. How queer it seems. Okay. Okay, that's better, but it's still a flunk because it's unnatural and you're forcing yourself to do it, okay? Okay. All right, so just make it your own and just give it to me like it says here. All right, here we go. How queer it seems. Okay. Good. But I've got to see that one mouse. Good. Okay. People don't like being ordered like that. Thank you. Good. Let's pass. Now that we passed TR2, it's time to move on to TR3, the duplicative question TR. Now, with this TR, we start to move into uh, really drilling a student to be ready to conduct an auditing session as an auditor. In Scientology, an auditor is um, basically the equivalent of a, of a therapist or a psychotherapist in other kinds of uh, psychology or whatever. The auditor sits across a table from the person who in Scientology is called a preclear and asks the person certain questions. The, the person then uh, answers those questions and, and the auditor must get an answer to their question before they can move on in, in the auditing session. So this particular TR, TR3, is designed to uh, train an auditor to get an answer to their question. I'll just read you from the material on the TR, TRs, the purpose of the TR, and it is to teach a student to duplicate without variation an auditing question each time newly in its own new unit of time, not as a blur of other questions, and to acknowledge it to teach that one never ask a second question until he has received an answer to the one asked. I'm going to be the coach, and Jesse's going to be the one asking repetitive questions, and I'm going to flunk him every time he uh, doesn't ask me the question newly and in a new unit of time. Okay, start. Do birds fly? Yes. Good. Do birds fly? Yeah. All right. Do birds fly? Yeah. Thank you. Do birds fly? Your glasses are crooked. I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? Your shirt is dirty. Okay, flunk. I distracted you. Start. Do birds fly? Your shirt is dirty. I repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? Yeah. Okay. Do birds fly? The sun is going down. Okay, flunk, you looked away. Start. 
Do birds fly? Yeah. Thank you. Do birds fly? The sun is going down. I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? Yeah. Thank you. Do birds fly? Yeah. Good. Do birds fly? That table is broken. I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? Yeah. Thank you. Do birds fly? You know, your mustache is crooked. Okay, Flunk, you felt your mustache. Okay, start. Do birds fly? Yeah. Thank you. Do birds fly? You know, your mustache is crooked. Okay. <laughs> Flunk. You made a face. Okay. Okay, start. Do birds fly? Yeah. Thank you. Do birds fly? Your mustache is crooked. I repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? And not only that, but your collar is really frayed. I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? Yeah. Thank you. Do birds fly? And your fingernails are very dirty. Okay, flunk, you looked at your fingernails. Okay. Start. Do birds fly? Your fingernails are really dirty. Okay, flunk, you looked at your fingernails. Oh, okay. Start. Do birds fly? Your fingernails are really dirty. I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? Yeah. Thank you. Do birds fly? Yeah. Good. Do birds fly? You need to wash your shirt. Okay, flunk. Come leg. Start. Okay. Do birds fly? Your shirt is dirty. I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? Yeah. Thank you. Do birds fly? Yeah. Thank you. Do birds fly? Your glasses are cracked. I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? Yeah. Thank you. Do birds fly? Yeah. Good. Do birds fly? Okay, that's a pass. Thank you. Okay, now that we've passed TR3, it's time to move on to TR4, which is called Preclear Originations. The purpose of TR4 is to teach the student not to be tongue-tied or startled or thrown off by session originations of preclear and to maintain ARC with the preclear throughout an origination. ARC means affinity, reality, and communication. In Scientology, it's considered that this triangle, affinity, reality, and communication, enable a person to communicate much better with people when they understand how this works. So what Jesse is talking about in this drill is teaching the auditor how to keep someone in communication during an auditing session when, they, uh, when their attention is diverted to something else during the session. And the commands for this training routine it is similar to the one we did before. The student runs, do fish swim, or do birds fly on coach. Coach answers now and then, but makes startling comments from a prepared list given by a supervisor. The student must handle the originations to the satisfaction of the coach. The preclear origination sheet is just a list of statements that the preclear can make for the drill. Things like, I feel all confused, I feel awfully tense, my head feels like it has a tight band around it, things like that. And the training stress of this particular drill 
is the student is taught to hear origination and do three things. One, understand it. Two, acknowledge it. And three, return the pre-clear to session. If the coach feels abruptness or too much time consumed or lack of comprehension, he corrects the student into better handling. So, you ready to go? Okay, so in this one, you're going to be the coach? Yes. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, start. Do birds fly? Yes, they do. Good. Do birds fly? I just realized I've had a headache for years. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, let's carry on with the session. All righty. Good. Do birds fly? Yes, they do. Good. Do birds fly? Is that a booger hanging out your nose? I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? No. Good. Do birds fly? No. Okay. Do birds fly? Wow, this room seems bigger. It does? Yes. Okay. Well, let's carry on with the session. Alrighty. Okay. Do birds fly? Yes, they do. Good. Do birds fly? I think you messed up when you were trying to arch your eyebrows there. I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? Are you wearing contacts? I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? You know I never did like your hair. Okay. Is it okay with you if we go on with the session? Sure. All right. Do birds fly? Still don't like your damn hair. Okay. I'm going to give you the command again. Okay? Mm-hmm. Do birds fly? Yes, they do. Good. Do birds fly? Ooh, can I have a cigarette? Let's wait till the session's over, and then we'll have a cigarette, okay? Okay. All right. Do birds fly? Yes, they do. Good. Do birds fly? Your eyes stink. Do they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, is it okay with you if we carry on, though? Yeah, okay. All right. Do birds fly? Yes, they do. Good. Do birds fly? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do birds fly? My, 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 what a long nose you have there. I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? No. Absolutely okay. not. All right. Do birds fly? Mm, I'm kind of feeling warm all over. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you the command again, all right? All righty. Okay. Do birds fly? Yes, they do. Okay. Do birds fly? No. Good. Do birds fly? This is silly. This is silly. This is silly. What's happening? This whole thing is just silly. Well, is it okay with you if we go on a little bit longer? Well, you know, if you want to indulge in silliness, I guess so. Okay. Can I give you the command again? Sure. All right. Do birds fly? Yes, they do. Good. Do birds fly? Weasel flying out your nose. I'll repeat the auditing command. Do birds fly? Yes, they do. Good. Do birds fly? Yes, they do. Good. Okay, that's it. That's a pass. Great, thanks. I hope the TRs we've shown you have given you a good idea of the kind of indoctrination a Scientologist undergoes. These training routines are practiced by Scientologists for hundreds, if not thousands of hours, and these routines repeat themselves through later courses that a Scientologist takes throughout his career all the way up to and through the highest levels of Scientology training. 
By the time Scientologists have been through hundreds or even thousands of hours of this kind of indoctrination, they are very well conditioned to controlling other people and also to being controlled themselves.